0: Thank you, Lane. I want to get to the Word of God tonight and uh, I'm preaching on the power of trust. The power of trust. And trust is a, it's a huge, huge subject and I don't want to get deep, deep, deep into it, but I want to do like a mini character study. Uh, take a portion out of someone's life and look at the area of trust because um, trust affects us. Every single day, and it, it affects just about every aspect of our lives. Okay, what is trust? Trust is hard to build. Yeah, trust is hard to build sometimes, it's easy to destroy, and it's hard to repair. Yeah, I think we can all, I think we're probably all in our minds going somewhere. Okay, with that, trust usually is. We trust people, usually, that are closer to us. We trust friends, because they're a choice to trust them. We trust family members, or our spouse. We trust, and this is, always, this is to certain de- levels and certain degrees, and it's situational, okay? Some of you might be sitting there going, oh, no I don't, <laughs> doctors, you know? We like to be able to trust doctors, but some people might say I had the worst doctor ever. Some of us might say uh, I, I like to trust my counsellor, and you might be going for counselling or something, and everything's going fine. But then they tell you something that just totally went against the grain, and you go, "Well, I don't trust them anymore because they told somebody my problems or they talked about me, and they kind of betrayed my trust." So. There's there's people and um, organisations even. We trust our banks. You might trust your builder to build you a decent house. You trust the plumber to do a good job and not rip you off. Trust is in just about every aspect of our lives. And uh, there's a lot of people who um, kind of capitalise on that. You know, if you... If you're being bombarded, you go online these days, and you'll be bombarded with advertising and marketing. And, and, you know, just bombarded with ads and stuff, buy this, you know, it's the best. And they are trying to earn our trust by giving us all this blurb about their products or their services. And they're trying to earn our trust. Like I said, there's different levels and there's different motivations for trust and I don't want to go into all of it, but um, we need to, we need to trust people, we need to trust to a certain level, we need to trust to a certain degree, okay, but our trust, our first, first level of trust should be in God, should be in the Lord. And if we are trusting in the Lord and we have that connection with Him, then everything else will kind of pan out in a better way. In the Bible, the word trust is mentioned like 170 times. That's a lot. That's a lot of times. Seventy times it's mentioned in the book of Psalms. So it's sung about, about trusting the Lord. And most of them are written by King David. And so trust is outworked in our praises as well. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I want to just go to a passage of scripture about a person in the Old Testament, and I've never sort of looked at looked at this angle before. But as I looked at it, it really, really struck me that trust was all through this person's life okay and it just really stuck out like i would never seen it before it's about Samson okay Samson strong guy so I want to start with Samson's life the purpose for him and his mom was barren at the time and then the Lord came and spoke to her and said this behold you shall conceive and bear a son And no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Lord comes to this woman who has not been able to have any children, and the Lord speaks this amazing word to her: says, "You're going to have a son. He's going to be special. He's going to be dedicated to the Lord as a Nazarite." No haircut, okay, so it's, that's like a sign. God's into signs. <laughs> and for the Nazarites, it was uncut hair. It was a sign that this man belongs to the Lord. There's a special call of God upon his life. And he's gonna be one of the judges or the deliverers of Israel because they had been oppressed by the Philistines for so long. So that is a wonderful, wonderful promise to his mum. So the purpose of God is there, okay? The call of God is there, and the prophetic uh, anointing that will be with it, his life, okay? So the woman bore a son, and she called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. So this is Samson, he has a prophetic call upon his life to do something great for the Lord. And as he's growing up, it says the Lord blessed him. So he knows the blessing of the Lord. And he also knows the Spirit of God upon his life. You know when the Holy Spirit is upon your life. We know when the Holy Spirit is in us. Okay, this is Old Testament. The Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. And he would have sensed that, he would have known the blessing of God and he would have sensed the moving of the Spirit in his life. And of course he's got wonderful godly parents, wonderful godly parents. And uh, so they would have been praying for him and raising him up and sowing into his life. But the thing is this, even though he knew the blessing of the Lord, even though the Spirit of God is moving upon him, he was human obviously and he had weaknesses just like the rest of us that's why the bible is so wonderful everyone in there except jesus had weaknesses but the hand of god and the plan of god prevailed regardless and so he he has a weakness one of his greatest weaknesses is for foreign women okay just women but foreign women And the Philistines were the oppressors of Israel at the time, but he was attracted to their women. And so he goes down to their territory, and he sees one of the women, and he wants her. And he comes back to his parents and says, I want that woman. And so after some time, he returned to get her. He went, told his parents, I want her. doesn't really say what the parents said I'm sure they weren't that happy about it but he went back down there to get her and as he went down to that territory it says he turned aside to see the carcass of a lion and behold a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion and you think oh okay he's just going on a journey to get this woman and he sees a carcass a dead lion now as a Jew he's not supposed to touch anything dead it's unclean but he is a Nazarite is a Jew of Jews basically and here's the carcass of a lion and there's bees bees and honey wow in the carcass of a lion what are you going to do what are you going to do hey I am so hungry that honey looks really good Okay? Since he turned aside. He took some of it in his hands and he went along eating. Mmm, mmm, good. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them. Gosh, that sounds a bit like Adam and Eve, doesn't it? He gave some to them and they also ate. Thanks, son. It's yummy. Thank you so much. But he did not tell them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. They trusted him. They trusted that he was handing them something clean. He was handing them something unclean. So as he turned aside, you know, as he was doing this, he didn't just physically turn aside to the lion. He had already turned aside in his heart From his commitment to the call of God and from the holiness of God and he did something that was unclean and then he dragged his parents into it with him you know when you're in sin sometimes to make yourself feel a little bit better hey come on it's not that bad and that's what he did they trusted him and he did this so it shows you a little bit about where his character is going. Even though he knew the blessing of the Lord and the moving of the Spirit, this is what has happened here. So he's in Philistine territory, he's satisfying his weakness for women, for food, for partying, okay? So what happens? He goes down, he marries this woman and they're having a big party and at this party they they um, they come up with these trip party tricks like a riddle can you guess this can you guess that if you do i'll give you like 30, 30 garments and so he played this party trick with all the people who were at basically the the wedding feast for seven days and the ones that were there kept saying to his new wife tell us the secret tell us the secret and so she pestered him and bothered him And he ended up telling her. She said, you're gonna tell them, why don't you tell me? She told, he told her. And then she went and told them. And he was very angry. It said his anger was aroused. He went back to his father's house. He went back to his father's house. He's really angry with these people. So he left his new wife of seven days, went back to his father's house. They had betrayed me. And Samson's wife was given to his companion so he left and then the father-in-law gives his new wife to his best man Samson's wife was given to his companion who had been his best man so there's a whole lot of betrayal here a whole lot of broken trust okay he trusted her to keep the secret she told it to everyone and so he, he's mad. He goes home to his parents' house. Father-in-law gives away his wife. He hears about it, he comes back. He's really angry now. He set fire. It says he, he caught 30 foxes and then he ties their tails together. He sets the torches on fire and let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and he burnt up both the shocks and the standing grain as well as the vineyards and olive groves. So he's so angry with all these people and what they have done. He's angry at the father-in-law, he's angry at the Philistines. So he goes back during harvest time, chases down 300, I don't know how he did it. He chased down 300 foxes, tied their tails together in pairs, sets them on fire Sends them through the harvest fields and burns it all down. That's an angry man. That's a very angry man. He has felt betrayed. And you know, when your trust is betrayed, sometimes you want to do that. Sometimes you want to do that. You know, you think, gosh, he had an anger problem. But you know what? We all have that little thing inside of us that can be triggered. Okay? And so this is what happens and then the Philistines get really angry at the the uh, father-in-law and the new wife and said okay and they went and killed them then he gets even more angry <laughs> it says 3,000 men of Judah went down to he went and hid in a rock after he did all this okay then, uh, then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Edom and said to Samson, do you know not, don't you know that the Philistines rule over us? What is this you've done to us? So he's gone down, he's found one of their women, married her, got into trouble at the party basically, left, comes back, burns down their harvest, and then the Philistines get angry at the father-in-law and the daughter and they kill them. Then he turns around and kills a bunch of them and then goes and hides in a rock. That's pretty bad. Then some of his own people come down, 3,000 of them. <laughs> 3,000 come to one man. He was their leader. He was their leader, okay? He was one of the judges of Israel for 20 years. And they said, don't you know what you've done? They're our enemies. What are you doing? Like we trusted you. You're our leader, we trusted you. What have you done to us? You've gotten us into more strife. You've caused more trouble. Now they're coming against us even worse than before. And so they're saying basically, we're gonna hand you over to them. Can you imagine how he felt then? He's trusting his people to back him up, saying, yeah, good job. Good job, what you did. Smart, doing that with the foxes. And they're coming down and saying, what have you done? You've caused us more trouble. So he's been betrayed, betrayed, betrayed. Okay, broken trust everywhere. And this is what he says. As they did to me, I've done to them. as she's saying this, payback. They deserve it but they said to him, we have come down to arrest you that we may deliver you into the hand of the Philistines. Kind of ironic. He's been called by God to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. And here they come. His own tribe, the men of Judah, have come and say, we're gonna hand you over to the Philistines. You've broken our trust. You've broken our trust. We can let you go. Whatever happens, happens. And then they make a deal. Okay, tie my hands up, but not too tight. Tie my hands up, and not too tight. And of course they did. And then when the Philistines came, we've got that famous story about the jawbone of the donkey. He picks up the jawbone of a donkey and he slays a thousand of them, bam. Crazy story, but wow, pretty awesome. The hand of God, the Spirit of God came upon him because they were the enemies of Israel. And he didn't allow him to be taken into their hands at this time. God showed that he was still with him, even in the midst of this. But of course, things go up and down for him. Interesting that he had a problem with lust, but now he has a problem with love. (laughs) Okay, after all this, it says he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him. In other words, trick him. Find out where his great strength lies. They didn't know the secret of his strength. They didn't know the secret of his strength. Well, she, tr- she bothers, him bothers him and bothers him and bothers him and bothers him. And then he finally tells her. He says, no razor has ever come upon my head. So he's going back to his roots. I'm a Nazirite. She, she, wouldn't have, she didn't even know till then. No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazirite to God from my mother's womb. Wow, couldn't really tell. If I'm shaven then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. See there, he, you see that he thinks the secret of his strength is actually in his hair. If you cut it my strength's gone. His strength had already gone His strength had already gone. He said, I shall become weak. He'd already become weak because of the choices that he's made. He was trusting in his own strength. He was trusting that his great strength and the anointing of God. He trusted in the gifts and the anointing to bring him out of trouble every time. He said, but if you cut my hair, I'll be like anyone else. He already was like everyone else, okay? Of course, we know the story. She cuts his hair and they come in and they get him. This is what she said. She said, Philistines are upon you Samson! Like, look out. He awoke from his sleep and said, I'll go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. He didn't know that the Lord had withdrawn his hand he backed off it's like okay you want to trust in your own strength you want to do it your way have at it go ahead and that's what we're like sometimes when we insist on our own ways God's like okay I'll just sit back and see what happens I'll watch he said I'll do it as before I'm trusting in my own strength It'll be fine, it'll be fine. But of course it was not. And we know the rest of the story, okay? They take him, they put him in prison, they gouge his eyes out, he becomes a slave basically. Then, finally, Samson prays. This is only the second time that he prayed. The First time he prayed, it was when he was thirsty. Second time he prayed, Samson called to the Lord. So he's in jail, he's in prison, he's, he's, he's got no, no ability to see, he's blinded, and his hair begins to grow back. Was his strength in his hair? No. But as his hair grew back, he began to remember the call of God. He began to remember, I'm a Nazarite. He began to remember God. Then he called on the Lord and he said, Oh, Lord God, remember me. God hadn't forgotten him. He just backed off a bit. Waiting for Samson to come back. Oh, Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. Just this once, oh God. To glorify you? No. That I may, with one blow, take vengeance on the philistines for my two eyes so even now he's not saying god you've been with me all this time i'm grateful i want to glorify you if i go out with a bang i want to glorify you no he's like no if i go out i want to go out and sock it to them basically for my eyes i want vengeance (laughs) He had faith to pray, but he wasn't faithful to the Lord. Interesting. You know, even in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it mentions his name in the hall of faith. It mentions Samson by name. He did have faith. He did have faith in God, but he wasn't faithful. It's not enough to have faith. We must be faithful. We must be faithful. And so, what can we learn from this, okay? One of my favourite passages, if this is the only memory verse you ever, apart from John three sixteen, this is a memory verse you should have in your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, don't trust, in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And he will direct your paths trust Number one person you should trust the only person you should fully trust is the Lord other people It's in measures and in degrees depending on how they treat us depending on Many 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 things okay depending on our past experiences depending on all kinds of things but choose choose to trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't trust in your own understanding. Don't trust in your own understanding. Samson said, you know what, I can do it. I've done it before, I'll do it again. He trusted in his own strength and his own ability. And he trusted in the faithfulness of God too. But God withdrew for Samson's sake, for the glory of God. You know, he misplaced his trust. He put his trust in people, he put his trust in himself, put his trust in the wrong things. We need to be very careful of those things. He was betrayed, Samson betrayed God basically in the call of God, but God never betrayed him. God remained faithful to him. And the last verse I wanna go to is this one. Jeremiah chapter 17, thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert. See, when you trust, and, and we have to have trust to a measure, a certain measure, but when you fully trust in people, it says there's a curse that comes. When, the, when you fully trust in people or your own self, your own flesh, then your heart will depart, will turn aside, depart from the Lord, and you'll be like a dried up little bush in the desert. But blessed. Who wants to be blessed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blessed is the one, or blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord for he shall be like a tree not a dried up little shrub not a little weed in the desert but a tree planted by the waters spreads out its roots by the river strong healthy full of life full of life full of life blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. It's great wisdom to trust. Takes courage to trust the Lord. Takes wisdom, but there'll be more smooth sailing. For those who don't trust the Lord, there's too many shipwrecks. I mean, look what happened to Samson. He was betrayed by so many. His life was cut short because he trusted himself, not God. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one who helps us in everything. Help us to trust you more, not to trust so much in ourselves or in others. Help us, Lord, to have faith and to be faithful. Help us to bring glory to you and not shame. Lord, He brought shame to His parents and to His own name. He trusted His gifts and the anointing. He took too much for granted. Help us, Lord, not to take things, not to take You for granted, to put You first, to trust You above everyone and everything else. But it's not enough to have physical strength. We need to have the strength to resist temptations, to make the choices that will bring success and not failure, to bring joy and not sadness, to bring peace and not torment. And Lord, through all of this, you still loved Samson. You still remain faithful to him. And you still worked out your purposes through him, despite his weaknesses. And I thank you, Lord, that you can do the same through us. We just bless you tonight and thank you for your goodness, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Good night everybody online. Have an awesome week. God bless you. Anyone who needs prayer I'll pray for you. Okay. Anyone who's struggling with trust issues especially i to pray with you. Good night. God bless.